Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Love. Exciting and new Come aboard We're expecting Welcome back to Jamie All Over. I've just returned from a cruise. I'm going to review the cruise. I hope you enjoyed the theme song from the show The Love Boats. According to my demographics, about 36% of you may have heard of the television show. It was a show on ABC. It aired from 1977 to 1986. If you weren't born then, you may have caught one of the four three-hour specials that aired in 1986, 1987, and 1990. This show, my grandma used to watch it. I'm just reading over the concept of it. It's an awesome concept, and I think it needs to be brought back. So it was basically set on a luxury cruise And it revolved around the crew on the ship, but also a handful of guest actors each week. They would have romantic relationships with people on board or funny situations. Every week you got to see new characters, but then you also had your regulars. This sounds a little bit like Below Deck, but the fiction version, I guess. I never super got into Below Deck. If there's ever a marathon on and I end up accidentally watching it, I enjoy it for the most part, but it's not something I ever seek out. But now that I've returned from my very first cruise, I wanted to give you guys a review of it because so many of you reached out and said you've never been on a cruise either. I'll give you some tips, some things to do, some things to avoid, all of that. Did you guys hear the episode of Give Them Lala last week? I had the honor of being a guest on there with Lala and we discussed a lot about veganism and her interest in it. She's a big animal rights advocate herself. She is going down a similar path that a lot of vegans do when they start connecting the dots and light bulbs start going off and they'll see animals being exploited or not treated well, but then that's when that light bulb goes off and they say, oh, but I'm contributing to this if I'm eating animals. I love the fact that she took some personal responsibility and asked questions. I think that is an amazing way to grow. I think overall she's been going through an amazing growth process. I've asked her on this podcast. She did accept. So we're just trying to coordinate when we can make that happen. And I am very excited to talk to her about all of that and more. But as far as her episode is concerned, I did want to touch on that a little bit more, some follow-up information, because it's hard to distill everything down to one episode when there's just so much information out there. So I do want to give some more info. So I will include that in today's episode. I also mentioned on social media, if you're following my Instagram at jamielin24, I have been watching some wild TV shows. One of them is on Hulu called Under the Banner of Heaven. I want to get into that with you guys. And then another person wrote in on my Ask Me Anything saying that they're in a relationship. Her partner apparently has done nothing wrong 
However, she's not happy. And her question was, should she stay or should she go? I actually recently discovered a book called Too Good to Leave, Too Bad to Stay. And in that book, the author lists 35 questions for a quiz that you can take to help better understand if you should leave or if you should stay if you're in this type of situation. So I myself, clearly I'm not a relationship expert. I do have a ton of experience to draw from, but I thought it would be fun to read you guys some of the questions in that quiz if any of you find yourselves in this same dilemma which I've definitely found myself in in the past. And spoiler alert, clearly I left every single time and I don't regret it. And then last, I think I'm going to close out this episode with a new song by Halsey called So Good. It just came out on Thursday. This is Monday. So it came out, what, five days ago? I thought the story behind it was really interesting. So I'm just going to touch on that and give you a little explanation of the video and the surrounding TikTok controversy between them and their record label. So I wanted to get into that closing the show out and I will play that song on the outro. So let's get into the cruise. I went on Royal Caribbean. The reason why I decided to finally take a cruise for the first time in my life is because Ivy had said she wanted to go to Hawaii for her ninth birthday, which I was looking into flights for Hawaii and they were absolutely insane. And I assume it's because it's around the time that all the kids are getting out of school and this is the time all of the families are taking vacations. Not quite sure if that's exactly the reason or not, but flights were like over a thousand dollars each way. And I was just like, that's crazy. We might as well wait and go to Hawaii another time. That seems a little insane just for a five hour flight. So I was looking into alternatives and even the thought of getting on a plane was just not something I wanted to do. It's so stressful, especially traveling with a kid. So the thought of a cruise popped into my head. I started looking at different available cruises and I found this one that left out of San Pedro, which is near Long Beach. So it was only like a 40 minute drive from me in Orange County. It was a four day cruise and it stopped in two destinations. First one was Catalina, which surprisingly I've never been to before. So that was intriguing to me that I would get to stop there. And then the second stop was in Ensenada, Mexico. I love Mexico. So I was like, this is great. Four days quick. Don't have to worry about flying. I can take an Uber easily to and from, which in fact, my brother actually dropped us off. So it was even easier getting there. Returning was not that difficult either. Just called an Uber. Actually, I called a Lyft and was home in 40 minutes. As for the cruise itself, everybody knows that the staterooms are small on cruise ships. So I was already expecting that and I wasn't disappointed in any way. It was in fact, It was better than I was preparing myself for. We got an ocean view room. They did have the option of an interior room, which is a little less expensive, or a room with a balcony. And those rooms looked really nice, but I had this weird fear about sitting out on the balcony on a cruise ship. I was like, God forbid one of us falls, you know? Like, I don't know, I just had this crazy fear. So I was like, you know what? We're not gonna use the balcony. We'll just get an ocean view room, which was cute because we got to see dolphins out of the window. It was just nice to, you know, be able to look out and see 
where you are. Are you in the middle of nowhere or are you next to the shoreline? If we got an interior, I don't think it would have been all that bad because you're not spending a lot of time in the room. There is so much to do on the cruise ship itself, which I just thought would be so fun for Ivy. So some of the things that we did was mini golf, which was really fun. They have a mini golf course on the 13th deck, which was the top deck. So there was nothing above us and it was kind of surrounded by glass. So it wasn't too windy, which was nice if you're hitting golf balls. Another thing they have is a rock climbing wall. They have these insane water slides that we skipped again. I'm not typically a fearful person, but their water slide is on the top level and it goes out on the side of the ship. So beneath the slide is the ocean. And I'm like, oh my God, if that slide ever breaks and comes apart, you're falling right into the ocean. So we skipped that. (laughs) But if you're daring, I'm sure it's a lot of fun. There were pools and hot tubs. We skipped it. Ivy really wanted to go in the pools and in the hot tubs. And I did not. I somehow was able to avert her or divert her. Is that the word? her attention away from doing that with all of the other activities. Again, I'm a little weird and I just see a ton of people in a jacuzzi or in a pool and I'm like, "Ah, well, how often is that water being changed or cleaned or, and I'm sure it's clean and I'm sure it's, you know, up to whatever standards it needs to be. But if you listen to shenanigans and if you heard about my trip to Miami and the hot tub incident there and the UTI that I caught, I have not been in a public hot tub since. So, I mean, I do go in the ones at my complex, but I have yet to go back into one in a hotel and in this case on a cruise ship. So as much as Ivy wanted to go in the pools and the hot tubs, I was able to skip it. There was bingo, which was so fun. (laughs) I love bingo now. I might even seek out bingo if they have it anywhere near me as an activity because it was so fun. They gave out three prizes. The first prize was over $900 cash. The second prize was around $1,100 something dollars. And then the third prize was like $1,600 something dollars. We did not win any of them, but I'm happy for the people who did. There is also a casino. We brought my mom along on the trip as well, and she plays slots. I only play card, like table games. I don't like slots. So I actually skipped the casino and stayed with Ivy the whole time because as a kid, she can't go in there. My mom snuck away to do the slots pretty often and she ended up winning a nice little chunk. So that was good. So she was happy about that. There's also a big projection screen on the deck where the pool is. So at night they play movies. So one night we went to go see Encanto. I saw other nights they were playing different movies like Eat, Pray, Love and Batman, which Obviously, I would have gone to see, but Ivy is not a Batman fan, even though she's named after a Batman character. There's also an arcade, which she loved. I didn't love so much. As a parent, you're going to be stuck in there trying to win a stuffed llama from a crane game that was impossible to win, but she tried. I should have just, and I still probably will, buy her this particular (laughs) stuffed llama that she wanted. What I spent on the game we could probably have a hundred of them. There was also trivia at different times throughout the day in different bars. I didn't win it, but the guy doing the trivia was sneaky. For example, he asked, what movie? And you know what? If you guys go on this particular cruise, he will probably ask it. So you can take this answer and it'll be one point for you. He asks, in what movie 
do you first hear the line, Luke, I am your father. Of course, I write down Empire Strikes Back. I have enough Star Wars knowledge to know which Star Wars movie that was in. I was feeling very confident about my answer. Turns out the answer is Tommy Boy because in Empire Strikes Back, that is not the line. It's just something that we all believe the line to be, which is known as the Mandela effect. You start believing something and it becomes common knowledge, even though it didn't really ever happen. Darth Vader never says Luke. So got that one wrong. The guy was sneaky. Trivia was fun nonetheless. And now to the part you all probably want to hear about the food. What drew me to Royal Caribbean was that in the main dining room, they actually have a separate vegan menu for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it included desserts. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. I will be taken care of. So in addition to the main dining room, which you have a selection of either eating at 5.30 or 8 p.m., we chose 5.30. You go there every night, you sit at the same table, you get the same two servers, and the vegan menu changed every night. The kids' menu was pretty much the same every night, and I think the regular menu is the same every night, but on the regular menu, you have a ton of different options, so it doesn't need to change the way that the vegan menu does. And it was good. The food was good. It wasn't like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever tasted, but it was above and beyond what I would expect to get. And the dining room is beautiful. Like it seriously looks like the Titanic in there. There was gorgeous chandeliers and it's just really, really pretty. A bunch of different levels, super high ceilings. Dinner service did take a long time. It was like an hour and a half ordeal every time we went because there's, I think it's like a three course meal plus dessert. So would that make it a four course? Let me think. Wait, we had an appetizer, first course, the entree. Yeah. And then dessert. So it's like four courses, but they'll bring you whatever you want. If you want three different entrees just to try them, they'll bring it. It's all included. The last night I couldn't decide between two vegan entrees, which was a penne with cauliflower and like a vegan cream sauce. And the other one was couscous with roasted eggplant. And I knew I didn't want a whole bowl of pasta. As you know, I haven't been eating those white carbs. I just kind of broke it recently with last week when I did end up going to my secret vegan pizza in Santa Ana and it was delicious. It was so good. So I hadn't really had carbs since last week. So therefore I just did not want an entire bowl of pasta, but I wanted to try it. Our server was so nice. He's like, I'll just bring you both. I was like, okay. So that was good. I will say at the buffet, which if you eat meat, I'm sure you'd be absolutely fine. As a vegan, it was slightly difficult. At first it was okay. Cause it's like, okay, I'll have the stir fried vegetables, which were actually delicious. I'll have some other veggie sides. Cool. But after a while, those options started getting boring. They weren't giving you new options each time. What pissed me off a little bit was that the people working with the food weren't educated on what actually makes food vegan. So for example, there were three times where I could have eaten something that wasn't vegan if I didn't press the person I was asking. So the first time was like these zucchini fritters. And I was like, are these vegan? And he says, yes. And thank goodness I know to ask more questions than just accepting a yes. Unfortunately, that's what we have to do. So I was like, okay, so the batter, there was no egg used for that. There was like a breading coating or something on the outside. And he's like, oh no, there's egg. And I go, okay, so it's not vegan. And I move on, right? 
So then the next thing I was asking about was this fettuccine dish. It looked like it could have been olive oil. There was no sauce. It was either olive oil or butter. And I say, is this vegan? And they say, yes. And I go, okay, so there's no butter in this? And they go, yeah, there's butter in it. So it's not vegan. <laughs> and I move on. Then I come upon the manager and he's like, is everything okay? And I was like, actually, <laughs> I was just told two things were vegan that actually are not. So it would be great if the people working here could be educated on what it actually means to be vegan. And he was quite apologetic and he just said to come to him next time and he would let me know what I can and can't eat which was nice, but also I'm like, I'm not going to go looking for the manager every time I go to this buffet to bother them. But I did like the convenience, especially with Ivy, of going to the buffet and just getting your food and then moving on to the next activity instead of having to sit there for an hour and a half. There was also room service that you can get 24 hours a day, which was awesome for Ivy. She loved, you know, waking up or staying awake to midnight and being like, I want a midnight snack. And she would call down and get pizza or chocolate chip cookies. There was one night where I was like, hey, the vegan dessert in the main dining room was vegan chocolate chip cookies. Is there a way you can get that for me, even though the dining room is closed? And they ended up getting it, which was super awesome. So overall, I didn't have a problem as a vegan whatsoever. I will say my one complaint about the whole thing and a lesson learned. Catalina was absolutely fun and beautiful and loved it. Definitely recommend going there. And Sonata, on the other hand, with a kid, I would say skip it because we ended up getting the shuttle from the cruise into the, the downtown area of Ensenada, which isn't really much. There's just a couple shops, a lot of street vendors, and that was it. So on the shuttle on the way there, the shuttle driver had said, once you get off on the stop, there's going to be a tour that you can take that goes to La Bufadora, which is this blowhole, which apparently is only one of three in the entire world. And I guess that's different from a geyser because I know that there's more than three geysers in the world. So for whatever reason, I was like, well, this seems like the most kid-friendly excursion to do. On the cruise, if we were to buy it there directly, I think it was like $135 a person just to get on a tour bus to go see this blowhole. So we didn't get it in advance. And I was just like, oh, let's just see what our options are when we get there. And if you don't buy it through the cruise ship, it was like 30, but then we got a $5 coupon from the driver. So it was like $25 each, which also after going there, I think we paid 75 in total. I don't think it was worth it. It was an hour drive. They told us it was going to be 35 minutes. It was an hour to get there. And then once you get there, all it is is like this outdoor market where they're selling a bunch of things that I didn't want a ton of fake Gucci, Chanel, Christian Dior, all of it, a ton of fake bags. That might be a reason for someone wanting to go there. I did not purchase any of that. But the whole time I was being harassed by men there and they were yelling out things that were just inappropriate with me having Ivy, holding Ivy's hand even. So that was a little upsetting. And I could tell she was uncomfortable as well because I said, hey, is there anything you want to buy? There was like little like toys and stuff there. And she was like, no, she just wanted to get out of there. So I would not recommend it. And the blowhole itself, it was not, I don't know if we went in a bad time or we were just seeing it not at its best, but it was not worth it. Like it was just some water coming up <laughs> out of the ocean and it wasn't like this majestic sight. So overall, I wish we stayed on the cruise for that particular 
stop. One thing that I did see when we went to La Bufadora, and they had mentioned this actually on the tour bus that this was an option to add on. And sadly, some people on my bus were asking about it and wanted to do it. But they had baby tiger cubs, lion cubs, and from what I could see, even baby leopard cubs. They had monkeys. They had all kinds of animals. But the draw was obviously the big cat cubs. It was just so sad to learn that this was there. And as I was walking, I saw the entrance to it. And it's kind of hidden, but it's just so sad because these are obviously wild animals. They should be out in their natural habitat. And instead, they're subjected to all of these tourists on a daily basis, holding them, taking pictures with them. And it looked like where the babies were kept was all indoors. So they're not even in an outdoor environment. I can't totally speak to that. That's based on the pictures from my research. I obviously didn't pay to go in. I didn't want to support it, even though I did kind of want to investigate it a little bit. But that was just really sad. And it makes me wonder, where are they getting these cubs from? But also, what are they doing with them when they get too big, when they grow up, when they're not cubs anymore, when they're actually a danger to be around humans? What are they doing with them? They can't release them into the wild. And I don't know, are they giving them to some zoo in Mexico? No idea. Are they killing them? Are they burying them out back? I don't know. But all I know is that it's wrong. They shouldn't be there. And anyone who goes to support that should really think twice. So I'm going to go grab Ivy. We're going to get a little review from her on it. Hi, Ivy. Hi. Birthday girl. <laughs> Birthday's in six days. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. I have a countdown on the fridge. I know. I love your little countdown. Initially, we had three different things on it. What were they? It was how many days until my birthday, and then it was... How many days until the cruise? And then it was how many more days of school? Yeah, that's why that one's not on anymore because you're out of school. So I wanted to bring you on now for your second appearance on Jamie All Over. Everybody loved your first time on here and they loved your little, what were they called? The Fun facts, Ivy's interesting facts. So I hope you can give us a couple more. But before we do that, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the cruise that we just got back from. Well, it was really fun. What was your favorite activity? Probably the mini golfing. Mini golfing. I thought that was really fun, too. (laughs) What about the room service? I liked it. I liked especially the breakfast stuff. What was your favorite breakfast thing? The pancake. Oh, remember the elevator guy? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tell them about that. There's this guy on the Royal Caribbean cruise ships, and he, like, travels around, and sometimes he goes in the elevator. He plays the piano in there. The whole time that you're going up and down the floors, if you happen to be lucky enough to get into his elevator, you get the songs. Oh, what about the ice skating show? I didn't tell them about that. Oh, yeah. There was a bunch of different skaters, and they were really good, right? And they skated around to different music. There was definitely a Panic at the Disco song that Mommy liked. Can you give us some interesting facts? Mm-hmm. So 100 lightning bolts hit the earth every second. 100? Mm-hmm. Every, every second. second, there's 100 bolts of lightning hitting the earth? Yep. Wow. What else? So every dog's nose has like a different print on it. Each one is unique, like a human fingerprint. Wow. I never <laughs> knew that. So if there's dogs out there committing crimes, (laughs) we can figure out who they are if they left any nose prints anywhere, huh? (laughs) Yeah. And then dogs' hearing is 10 times better than humans' hearing. That's why they're always barking at night at things. Yeah. You know what I do hear that they bark at at night? Other dogs? No, the the coyotes in the mountain over there. Oh, yeah. Well, they're dogs. 
they're they're kind they're wild dogs. <laughs> they're kind. So we hear coyotes every single night around like dusk. Mm-hmm. There must be a bunch of them in those hills. They're talking to each other, <laughs> and then the dogs hear it and they're talking back to them. It's funny. <laughs> Remember one time Uncle John saw a coyote when he was walking Harley for us, mm-hmm. and he had to pick up Harley and run <laughs> because the coyote was not moving and and Harley was going to be dinner. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ivy. Well, thanks for coming on a second time. We love having you here. (laughs) Thank you. So the episode I did with Lala, I got so much supportive, amazing feedback from it. I'm so proud of all of you who actually, whether you reached out to me or not, who took that information in with an open mind. If you happened to not know the information previously, that's all it is. It's just information that you may or may not have heard of before. Now, one person commented on Lala's podcast page, which I chose to not respond to because she said it's very irresponsible to give all of this false information about the dairy industry. Here's the thing. All the information that I gave about the dairy industry is standard practice. This person does not want to hear it. They're not ready to hear it. That's not my audience. That's a waste of my energy. So I didn't respond. And of course, whether it's coming from the dairy industry, the farms themselves, yes, you can find information on the internet that says that those standard practices are not true. The sad fact is that is what happens. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, you can go ahead and listen to that episode where I outline it. We're always going to get those people who say, I get my milk from a farm that doesn't do that. It's like, okay, but if you're buying milk in any supermarket, that is standard practice. There was another comment on that same page of someone who was very offended that I suggested Earth Balance as a butter alternative. They accidentally said Smart Balance, which I don't use personally. And I corrected myself and I said Earth Balance right after that. So initially this person was mad that I said Smart Balance because it contains different oils in it. I go, actually I meant Earth Balance and I corrected myself. And she's like, well, that has canola oil in it too. And that can be very inflammatory. So you're a hypocrite. So I do want to just address that. And I did address her because that's someone I can work with. That's not someone who's denying everything (laughs) or in a complete ignorance is bliss state of mind. This is a person who further then went to say that she never buys milk, which was a little confusing because initially it seemed as though her argument was that butter was better than Earth Balance because Earth Balance contained canola oil, which was inflammatory for her, which leads me to believe she eats butter. She then later went on to say she doesn't buy milk. So I'm not sure if she knows that butter is a derivative from milk or not. But after I explained that the FDA allows for 750 million pus cells per one liter of milk is when she then said she doesn't buy milk. So, okay. My point here is you can call me many things, but a hypocrite is not one of them. I used to be a hypocrite because I was a vegetarian, which meant I said, I love animals, but I'm still contributing to their torture by eating or drinking dairy. And for the longest time, I turned a blind eye to dairy. I believed I wasn't killing any animals, which is false. And I was in that camp. So I get it. I totally get it. I just want to give information. And so if I'm recommending a product that I use, such as Earth Balance, and it has canola oil in it, but I'm fine with canola oil, that doesn't mean everyone else is. So if I might recommend peanut butter. You might be allergic to peanuts. So don't call me a hypocrite just because I am recommending an alternative that 
doesn't work personally for you, I don't know you. I don't know your dietary needs or restrictions. So I appreciate the conversation with this person, but I don't appreciate being called a hypocrite because that's just the wrong word usage. So I just wanted to address those two comments. Unfortunately, there's something out there called greenwashing. And it's what the industry is now doing when you see all of these animal products that say, our cows are happy and there's smiling cows on the carton or happy chickens on the eggs. And free range is another term you can throw in there. And there's a great documentary by Morgan Spurlock. He's the one who did Supersize Me. He made a part two called Supersize Me to Holy Chicken where he goes to open his own chicken restaurant to explore the industry claims that fast food is now healthier and more natural and organic and all of that. It's a great documentary. You can see all of the truth behind all of that. But overall, I loved doing the podcast. If you hadn't heard it, go listen to Give Them Lala. And that leads me into my next topic, a show that took place in Utah, which happens to be Lala's home state. This series is called under the banner of heaven i found it on hulu i think it originally aired on fx it's a limited seven episode series i just binged it i watched all seven episodes and wow first of all before i even talk about the show can i just say that i have a new crush and his name is andrew garfield i've seen him in the spider-man movies and in fact, I didn't really like it because I liked Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. However, I am now going to go back and watch all of the Spider-Man movies with him. His acting was amazing in this. In my little research that I did on him, aka slight stalking, I think he might have a girlfriend who happens to be a model, but there's a chance they broke up, according to the internet. I also discovered that he was in a movie called Mainstream. And this movie first debuted at the Venice Film Festival in 2020. It was directed by Gia Coppola. I guess she is a sister of Sophia. This film caused people to walk out of the festival. His character was a YouTuber obsessed with fame. Critics have called his performance grotesque. I don't know why. I can't understand why because when I read about it, it just makes me want to watch it and I'm planning to watch it. But apparently, critics were saying they were left shocked by the actor's go-for-broke horrendousness and his character is one of the most obnoxious ever, described as being the grotesque love child of Val Kilmer's Jim Morrison in The Doors and Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Okay, all of that just makes me want to see the film. So I will report back to you. I'm going to try to watch that this week. As for Under the Banner of Heaven, it's a true crime series. It started out as a book and wow, it was frightening. It was unbelievable that these things actually occurred. I don't want to give too much away. If you haven't seen it, I would suggest watching it. It was about a very powerful family in the suburbs of the Salt Lake Valley in Utah. The family was the Lafferty family, and they were members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Some people call it Latter-day Saints, LDS, Mormons, but the story is frightening. It resulted in the murder of one of the Lafferty sons' wives and their 15-month-old daughter. 
And I don't want to give away how it happened or why, but wow is all I can say. And what's interesting is Andrew Garfield plays Detective Jeb Pyrie, and he is also a member of the LDS. He discovers secrets about these people that are making him now question his own faith. So it was just a really interesting series that shed light on something I had no idea about. But if anyone is inclined to watch this, go for it and DM me and let's talk about it. Also, you're welcome to stan Andrew Garfield as much as I do at this point. He is my new crush. It might be fleeting. It might be long-lasting. I don't know, but he's so cute. So someone responded to my Ask Me Anything. Since I was doing a solo, I said I wanted to involve the listeners, and I got a lot of good ones. A really great one came from Kim, who asked me to do an episode on self-esteem for women. I think that's a great topic, but I want to give it the moment it deserves and have an entire episode on that. So I think I'm going to maybe add that to my body confidence series because I did a part one of body confidence and maybe part two can be self-confidence, self-esteem, and I'll do that soon. So thank you so much, Kim, for suggesting that. I will definitely take it and use it. Another person wrote in asking me a question, and it's a little funny because it's a relationship advice question, and I am not a relationship expert. I will be the first to admit that, but I do have a lot of experience with it. Through that experience, I've learned a lot. So I do appreciate your trust in me in asking for advice. This person who wrote in said she's in a relationship Her partner has not done anything quote unquote wrong, I guess meaning he's never cheated on her, he's never abused her, anything like that, but she's not happy and should she stay or should she leave? I don't know all the details, so obviously I would not want to answer that. I'm not qualified to answer that, but what I can do is shed some light on some of these questions that are in a book called Too Good to Leave, Too Bad to Stay, and the author is Mira Kirschenbaum. Basically, the gist of the book is how bad does a relationship have to be before getting out is the only answer. She's a psychotherapist and she draws on years of experience as a counselor and includes actual case studies in the book to lead readers from a state of painful ambivalence to a clear sense of knowing what to do. So I think this is the perfect book recommendation for this listener who is in this situation and any of you who also may be in the same situation. I'm going to read 10 out of the 35 questions she has listed in this book as part of a quiz to help you better decide what you should do. And hopefully we can help this listener. So I'm just going to randomly pick 10 out of the 35 questions. Question one, if all the problems in your relationship were magically solved today, would you still feel ambivalent about whether to stay or leave? Question two, does your relationship support your having fun together? That's so important. I always say to my friends who are in dramatic relationships where they never seem happy and they're always stressed or anxious, I say, if it's not fun, what is the point? We have to remember to have fun. And if you guys don't have fun together, maybe you're not compatible. Question three, do you feel that your partner overall and more often than not shows concrete support for and genuine interest in the things you're trying to do that are important to you? This 
is really important. Again, I think this has to do with compatibility. And also if your partner doesn't care about the things that you care about or doesn't try to take a genuine interest in the things that you care about, this doesn't have to be everything. He doesn't have to enjoy watching Real Housewives, but he can't or she can't, they can't dislike everything that you like or that you're into because that's just not compatible. Question four, thinking about that time when things between you and your partner were at their best, looking back, would you now say that things were really very good between you then? Question five, has there been more than one incident of physical violence in your relationship? Question six, If God or some omniscient being said it was okay to leave, would you feel tremendously relieved and have a strong sense that finally you could end your relationship? Question seven. In spite of your problems, do you and your partner have even one positively pleasurable activity or interest besides children that you currently share and look forward to sharing in the future? Something you do together that you both like that gives both of you a feeling of closeness for a while. Question eight. Would you say that to you, your partner is basically nice, reasonable, intelligent, not too neurotic, okay to look at, and most of the time smells all right? (laughs) Question nine. Does your partner bombard you with difficulties when you try to get even the littlest thing you want? And is it your experience that almost any need you have gets obliterated? And if you ever do get what you want, is getting it such an ordeal that you don't feel it was worth the effort? Okay, last question, number 10. In spite of admirable qualities and stepping back from any temporary anger or disappointment, do you genuinely like your partner? And does your partner seem to like you? These are just 10 There's 35 total questions. Feel free to go over them all. You can find them for free online or you can support the author and read the entire book, which is filled with a lot more valuable information than just the quiz. I hope this helps our listener or anyone who may be in the same position. And I am going to end with a new song by Halsey called So Good. It just came out five days ago and Halsey had a little bit of TikTok drama surrounding it, which ultimately is what the record label wanted. Halsey's record label said, you cannot release this song until you create a viral TikTok moment. Halsey, who goes by the pronoun they and them, told their fans about this conversation with Capitol Records, saying that it's all marketing It's all bullshit and they just want to release their music. Being honest about that, ironically, or maybe purposely, led to a viral TikTok moment in which Capitol Records then said, you can release this song. What I love about it is that it's based on their real love story with their current partner who also appears in the music video. Definitely check it out. It is so good. Hope you guys have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next week. Love you so much.
passion by and I'm doing 